Hello and welcome to our IGTV series Extraordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. So what is this about? Well, it's a series of interviews featuring some of our brilliant clients showcasing who they are, what they do and what their businesses are all about. Our today's guest, um, Rachel Wood or uh, short Ray. She is a Vietnamese American photographer based in Oregon, uh, USA. Her love for travel led her to quitting her office job and embarking on a photographic journey across the world. From the rainbow mountains of Peru, through the snowy peaks of Himalayans, all the way to the dreamy Greek islands. The encounter with local people that she met along the way helped her shape her artistic approach and her photographic style. Rachel offers boudoir, brand and portrait photography while also selling her unique photos and fine art prints and artworks in her online shop. So I think now uh, it's time to invite Rachel over. So just give me a second and I will invite her in. She's coming over now. Rachel. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on here. This is really exciting for me. Thank you so much for coming. We are very excited to have you. It's been a long time that I've seen you. When yeah. Last, I think it was around the same time last year, maybe? Yeah, I think I had just booked like my first like branding client and I sent you like a, an email being like, I did it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember that. I do have some questions about that later on. So... Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's very, very exciting to have you. Um, just kind of seeing lots of people joining. Uh, I will be waving back to them. Lots of people joining. Are those your friends? I don't know any of them. I don't know. Lots I see a couple friendly faces. So hello. Thanks for being here. That's so exciting. Okay, so whilst we're waiting for people to join, um, how about in your own words, you just introduce yourself to our audience? Well, I think you did a great job just kind of covering um, Thank uh, you. Kind of what I tell people. I, I um, After college, I kind of was in the same boat as a lot of recent college graduates where I just grabbed the first job that like you know hired me and that was as a travel specialist and mm -hmm. um and I've traveled quite a bit before in humanitarian um volunteer work but I never really traveled with the budget that some of my clients had and that opened a whole world of travel to me like working with these people and seeing how the world was really their oyster got me really excited and after about a year of doing corporate work, I was able to pay off all of my loans and debts. And I was ready to, you know, go out on my own again. And so I sold everything, put everything else in like my parents' attic, and I bought a camera. And then in 2019, I set out 
to tr photograph um, and to learn. <laughs> that was it. So basically, you quit your job uh, in the office in the, mm -hmm. in the corporate environment, and you go traveling taking photos. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I had the traveling down. True. It was the photography that I was really brand new at, starting pretty much January 2019. Mm -hmm. which, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is yeah this is this is really so super so super exciting it's such a great story so tell us a little bit on why did you decide to become a photographer and just a little bit about your journey so i know that you've traveled to some amazing locations like peru and greek islands i remember talking to you about that give us just give us some little insights how how was it and how have you been finding yourself so i'm I'm really shy and traveling really pulled me out of my shell growing up and really taught me how to connect with people. But I still felt this disconnect between myself and other people. I felt like I wasn't contributing to those who were, I was around and the communities and, you know, coming home after like a really like profound experience and you show people these super fuzzy, fuzzy photos. You're just like, this is not, as good as the experience was. Mm. And I got really frustrated by that. So when I was at the office job as this travel specialist, I was really impacted by all the imagery that I would have to like sort of sell and support all of my claims for recommendations on travel with. And, you know, I was just like, you know what, Rachel, you've been interested in photography a while. Like, why don't you try it? Why don't you try it? fit myself to these like office corporate jobs and you know studying medical anthropology in college and I, I was taking a very non-artistic route but growing up in a Waldorf creative environment I realized that was a big part of myself and so I was like you know what I'm just going to go back and like stay true to really who I am um, despite doctors telling me I'm not creative I am I I just had to find that had to find that answer and say okay that is who I am and then this all throughout travel has just been a excuse to sort of put myself in situations that I would normally find uncomfortable mm -hmm. but with my camera in my hand I have this sort of sense of confidence to you know really engage with um, people and different situations and then actually really share them. I think people. there is something incredible in that little device that you put at the front of your face because it's almost like I, I, I totally get you because obviously my background is in photography as well. I don't shoot anymore those days. A little bit too busy uh, <laughs> running the company. But I remember from my from my photography times, even I, I'm also I wouldn't say that I'm very shy, but maybe, you know, I understand that kind of coming out of your shell at the beginning of the journey. And I remember just like when you are out there with your camera, it's almost like you forget all about it. You are yeah. in your own. You put that little box at the front of your face and somehow you are just being completely transformed and you start yeah. acting. <laughs> in so much confidence directing people and then the images that come out they are amazing and people go wow you know I've never seen myself in that way and I think that that is really what gives you you know confidence to actually keep going and improving your craft yeah no absolutely you hit it hit it on the head um, 
Yeah, sometimes you see me and I will just be kind of sitting there holding my camera, kind of like just having it close to me, like in my hand. And I might not be taking pictures, but it definitely adds a sense of confidence that, I don't is, know, I never really got with anything else. <laughs> yeah, I think, is it also like, a, I, like I, I think it's also like a conversation starter. Uh, I found in the past that when I was somewhere with my camera, I would just have people coming up to me asking questions and it's just like easier to meet people. Did you find that you've been traveling around with your camera and people would just kind of be pulled towards you because of it? Yeah, I think a lot of people want to take better pictures. Um, we all want to share kind of these amazing experiences that we find each other and meeting each other on. and. Uh, like I, I love teaching and with my dedication to like learning and pushing myself in photography, I feel like I offer a little bit more in the sense of answering questions that people have with photography. And that's been a really exciting sort of moment when you're traveling and someone's like, hey, I see you have like a nicer camera. Can you help me over here? And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> I would love to, please ask me all the questions. That's amazing. So you said that travel really shaped uh, the kind of approach and philosophy that you have towards photography and towards photographing your clients. Can you tell us a little bit more about that approach and, and how travel influenced that or how people around the world influenced that? I remember there was some story about Greek islands that you were telling me when you were shooting some, some boudoir and like you had some <laughs> aha moments. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, traveling was really just, I don't know, I've always just been wanting to travel to experience new things. And I know everyone's like, oh, I like experiencing new things, but I'm like, I, I push it. And like change is my only constant. Um, yeah, it was, I think I was changing countries every one or two weeks. And you know, traveling within a country quite extensively. So never really in one place for more than a couple of days even. So that was like a huge part of just my identity. And then the photography kind of, I don't know, I guess it just kind of evolved with how I was interacting with people. Mm -hmm. um, and I was super shy and photography let me sort of break out and interact with people on a different level that I felt that I could without being the center of the tension. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I kind of got off track. What was exactly your question? Uh, the question was your approach to photography. So I think you really, I think you really answered that, that, uh, yeah, the camera really, you know, helps you, uh, helps you be more confident and help you, helps you kind of, uh, approach people and, and not be, not be shy. Yeah, I, I think really it's just sharing the stories that I come across. The, they're, they're just such amazing people that even if you just talk to the person next to you on the plane, you, you learn so much. And I wish I could take, I had the confidence to be like, can I take your picture? Because mm. the amount of people, kind of like the portraits of New York style um, uh, movement, it's just the people on the planes, the people on, next to you on the trains or in taxis or your Uber driver even. Um, they're just fascinating to me and I would love to share them. And the only way I can do that is because is through visuals. I'm actually partially, um, I have a phonetic hearing disorder. So hearing certain sounds 
is really difficult for me. Um, that's why I'm always like staring intensely at people's faces when they're talking to me. And I'm like, Wait, what'd you say? Um, so sounds is really hard. So visuals to me, it really helps. And I feel that's why I tend to go towards, you know, photography over film or music or other forms of art is because this one really helps me navigate through the world. Um, and the Greek island ones, I was actually, I've always been photographing, you know, on the streets, um, landscapes, uh, things like that. And these women, um, they were like, we would like a female photographer. And I was like, oh, I realized I was in such a different point uh, than all the other photographers I had been placing myself around because they were all male. And mm. then I was like, of course, I'm completely like ignoring this fact that I do have this unique aspect to myself that people want. And that kind of felt nice. <laughs> I was like, I can step into the space that not everyone can. That's so really, that is really brilliant. And yeah, just to kind of go back to what you were saying before about kind of um, the hearing and uh, being more visual because kind of your hearing is is not uh is not quite uh there i i can really like relate to it uh for me for example why i went towards the visual kind of communication i was a foreign person in the uk and i was feeling at the disadvantage because obviously i have an accent I, i'm not even hiding it i love my accent now but i'd love to <laughs> Oh, tell me, I really wanted to, to get into marketing and people tell me, oh, you will never be successful in marketing in the UK because you have an accent, you know, like you're not, you're not native. Uh, it's just never going to work for you. And I thought, well, I'm going to show you. <laughs> I will become the best at visual marketing. <laughs> and this is what I did. And this was, you know, the, the kind of driving force. And I think it's just so powerful, you know, like, taking that adversity and the kind of like things that people are throwing at you and like changing them into your advantage. I think that's, you know, that's really amazing. And I think actually, you know, people who are great at visual stuff, it's, you know, like something kind of pushed them that direction. Right. I think definitely people always have these dreams and then people, when you're growing up, you have people saying, no, you can't do that no, like, that's not possible. And I think kind of like you, I have the sense of why not? Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming this, I'm wishing this, but I'm also going to like take action about this. Twice and take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, there's the little rebel, rebel inside that <laughs> show people yeah I'm gonna show you um okay cool so so we discussed the philosophy so um you offer a few types for of photography now so you offer boudoir you offer brand photography and you offer portrait photography do you have a favorite type and why there is oh. no right or wrong here um well I to all you beginning photographers, I know the industry always tells you niche yourself, like find yourself like a very specific kind of photography. And I guess I still call myself a beginner because I haven't yet niched myself. <laughs> um, 
So I love boudoir. I love helping women sort of embrace where their bodies are at this moment, like kind of accept their history, accept kind of where they're naturally tending to go and just see beauty in that. I, I love that. I think that's really personal to me. Um, but I also like what I love about photography is that it's so buried. I never have something I am not learning about. I love landscapes because it gets me outside. I love, you know, hiking out a couple days and, you know, just getting a shot, even if it's a crappy shot. I, I love that challenge. It gives me um, motivation to just engage with the world. And then I love macro. I, that's something that's like my next thing is to get a macro lens. Um, I've been using kind of my telephoto lens and shooting at like 200 millimeters um, or like 400 or 600. And I love it. Like, I love the compression. So there's, there's no like one answer to me. I guess it depends on the day. Um, I'm probably less inclined for studio work. I, I know a lot of people love the control of the lighting and the posing and the makeup and the hair and like even wind and the props. And it, it, it is amazing production to be a part of that. But I think with my background as a traveler, I love the nitty gritty of just being in a moment and just being like, oh my gosh, I have to work with this. Oh my gosh, the, the lighting's changing. Like, oh, here comes a storm. The wind is picking up or, you know, these llamas just suddenly ran through the screen, like, gotta get that before they go away. <laughs> um, yeah. Or like, there's a vicuña on the side of the road. It's only there for, you know, like 10 seconds at the most. You gotta shoot that. And you have to like, rushing to like, grab your camera out of your bag and then trying to make sure the settings are not set to like, you know, long exposure. Um, <laughs> to me, that's exciting. And that is what keeps me engaged. It's just mixing it up, always, you know, having that human connection while also having that personal connection to push myself, both in learning and in getting out into the world. So Brilliant. I think yeah. you really mastered just combining. So like going back to the niche, it's true. Uh, when you're starting out, it's best to niche because um, it's really all down to marketing. Uh, when you're marketing a new product, if you are marketing boudoir, brand, portrait, travel, it's just too many things to be known by. <laughs> so people will just get a little bit confused. Um, so I usually recommend that at the beginning, it's best to go really, really narrow with your niche. And it's called macro niching. And it's just really all about uh, having one or two packages within one target audience and just constantly talking about that and getting yourself known in that space. Having said that, uh, you can always, you know, expand into the different areas. And as long as those areas combine really well, uh, I think it's fine. So for example, in your brand, I think you managed to really perfectly blend together boudoir brand and portrait. They are all about photographing people, you know? So like it's all the same approach, it's just the different type of people. So like the outcome is a little bit different, but even, even the approach is the same with boudoir. You would, you know, discuss the, the, the goals and outcomes of the photo shoots, and then you would empower the women through the photos. In branding, it's really the same. You discuss 
how the woman or a man wants to be projected and then you achieve that through photos through through combination of background posing and styling and in portraits it's exactly the same i think when it gets uh, kind of interesting in your brand is that travel angle but i think you actually managed to do it really perfectly because you really embody that traveler identity and i think that's why it works really well and I remember at the beginning, you said that you wanted to shoot for some magazines. And I said, oh, why would you be shooting for magazine? There is no money, you know, in the magazine. And what you did, you actually launched an amazing fine art prints shop. And I bet it's working super well. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. How, how you know, how did that kind of... Um... So I'm going to go back to what you said. Um, I don't know if people on here know, but Lydia here actually helps me really create a brand for myself. Like with the visual team, I contacted them about helping me with a website, but they really helped me with like everything. <laughs> like before I even talked to Lydia, I didn't even know what brand it was. <laughs> like, let me just ask my questions kind of one after another one so okay. why did you choose to get creative with visual <laughs> I think I was on some website and I was like trying to like make something myself because you know as an artist I'm like I can do it yeah. uh, I have the pictures I, I know what I want and then you know going down that Pinterest rabbit hole I was like oh my god <laughs> I, I am not techno savvy I, I like malfunction and technology malfunctions around me which is actually kind of funny since my job does use technology but that's another story um in, it was just I, so creative. there are creative photographers and there are the technical ones and the creatives you just give them anything and they shoot good photos so don't worry <laughs> you are in the box <laughs> and so i reached out to you guys and a couple other people who were making um websites and you guys sent me a really amazing response because you know some people are just like oh here's our website you can check our stuff mm. and you guys actually like took the time to respond back to me and I was like this is an amazing team who's actually you know paying attention to detail and responding personally and I love that your team is mostly women like as a female and just this uh sort of idea of empowering females I was like I would love to work with females, especially in sort of like this sort of um, marketing, coding, uh, technology realm. And that was really important to me when making my decision. So I reached back out to you guys. It was great. The, uh, everything was running super smoothly with you guys. And I mean, I, I said it before and I say it always, like you took this hot mess that I was, I was like, you know, all over the place. Like, oh, they know the answers to some of their questions in the questionnaire were like, they were long. <laughs> and probably didn't answer the questions, but they it were not a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, a hot mess. So let's actually chat through the process a little bit. I have a couple of questions about about uh, about that actually. So we first worked together through the brand mentorship. So at the time, you had quite a few ideas for your photography, as you say, you were a hot mess. <laughs> I really don't think so. I just think you had a lot there. You had a lot to offer. Um, so yeah, you said you wanted to shoot for magazines, you wanted to run workshops, and you wanted to also offer boudoir. So how do you think the brand mentorship helped to narrow down your niche and your service range to what it is today? 
I think I was kind of just caught up in the potential of what I could be, but I was taking too much onto my plate. And you guys really just kind of pulled together everything that you were hearing from me. And you were listening and you're like, you know what, Rachel, this one kind of photography branding, it does hit like pretty much most of those. And I was like, what's branding? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so like, here I am like Googling, like, what is branding? Um, I'm like, oh, oh. And then you kind of brought up like, oh, and like you had some friends who do branding who travel. And I was like, oh yeah, I want to get on this. Um, <laughs> I got really aggressive about it, and uh, it was really exciting to me. Yeah, um, that, I think what you guys really did was put everything that I was looking for into a starting point, and from there, I I could really see something actually be possible. Versus, you know, me just being like, I want to do everything. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> This yeah. was like, okay, here, start here. You really helped me like being like the packages and what is branding and really how to start, you know, reaching out to people and giving me the confidence with this website and this copy um, and just, just journey with you guys to really get a solid idea of who I wanted to be. It's obviously changed even into like the fine arts thing and like more of the um, landscape and soon to be, um, sort of like coaching and all of that, it's, I could never have done this in this time frame without <laughs> you guys being like, okay, here's your step one. Oh, that's hot. I'll be asking you about the future France a little bit later. So yeah, <laughs> kind of, um, yeah, let's just kind of discuss that a little bit more. So yeah, I've, I remember I've introduced you to the concept of brand photography. I've taken kind of like all the floating ideas in your head and I was like yay Rachel I think you can do it through that I uh, really yeah. loved it and I love that you loved it so obviously my background is brand photography uh, I've done that for three years really successfully in the UK uh, I loved it it was probably my most uh, fulfilling times of my creative career just going out with female entrepreneurs kind of from a hotel to a cafe, to a bookstore, to a trip by the sea and just like photographing them, listening to their stories, having lunch, having cheeky uh, Prosecco at lunchtime. Loved it. It was absolutely amazing. So yeah, so you really loved it too, which I was super excited to hear. So we worked together to develop your approach, your packages and your questionnaires. And yeah. I remember we've been doing that during a very, very challenging times because it was really right at the beginning of the pandemic where literally you could not go out to build your portfolio. So I remember I suggested to you that you should go out and shoot, you know, free example kind of case study shoots for free, offer them to your friends, colleagues, whoever you know around. And you were like, oh my God, Lydia, everything is closed. How am I going to do it? And then you I think you you like when things started to open up a little bit you found someone and you 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 did like how did you overcome that difficulties what did you do um I think you guys really helped me just put together an offer and everyone really does need to use images if they're a business um mm. 
And I was just, you know, in that stage where I was like, I don't know if I can do it. Um, but I did. And with your help, um, I just, you know, emailed a couple people that I knew. I had just moved to a brand new city. I didn't really know anyone in the city. I'd only been in here, like this Oregon, um, for about a month. Oh two. my God, you are just brilliant. <laughs> So I, I reached out to like my realtor, the one who sold me my, my first house. I reached out to my neighbors. Um, I reached out to someone I met on a photography workshop that I had just taken. Amazing. And from there, through their network, I was able to, you know, get those three people. I got more um, inquiries, but, you know, obviously I only wanted to do three for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Free. Yep. You, you gotta value your time and I knew I did I just wanted to give these people as much as possible and it was really great I like working with them it really it taught me a lot um, there were obviously mistakes that I made but it wasn't the end of the world um, and it was just a great starting point and I, I've had people come to me be like oh we saw you do this work for this woman I want you to do me like um, you've for, been like, really a brand photographer through those <laughs> How amazing is that? I honestly truly believe that if you really want to become someone, you really have to start acting as that someone. That's what I, that's part of my philosophy as a photographer. That's what I always explained to, to my, my photography clients. If you want to be a coach, if you want to be a PT, if you want to be a nutritionist, you have to start embodying that person. So I remember back then when I was doing the photo shoots, we would... Uh, plan the photo shoot we would really create the identity the person that they want to be we would come up with locations that they hang out in the outfits they wear the people they serve and then during the photo shoot we would act out uh, that person and then when the photos um, got back to the person and they saw the photos it's almost like they met that then they were making that mental leap of becoming that person that they really wanted to be and I think actually this happened for you through those free uh free photo shoots that you were doing you went out there you found these people and you acted out that brand photographer that you wanted to become you made the mistakes but as you say it was not <laughs> the world you've learned ton and at the end you had a portfolio of free you could build you know the whole website around it and you could actually show it to other people and people saw what you did for their friends and like boom so how you know I remember yeah we were sort of halfway through the through the mentorship and you messaged me and said oh my god Lydia, I have an inquiry I don't know what I'm telling to this person in a sales call can you do a session session yeah. around <laughs> and we yeah. did then one day later, you're like, I sold it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us, um, especially me, I, I don't have always the confidence that I know I should have because I've, I've worked hard and learned and pushed myself um, and lived through some things. But with like your help, you're just like, okay, Rachel, this is what I did. I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds good, taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I wasn't flawless, like you said, and, but you really helped me a lot with just getting that sort of breakthrough, both in my own mental thinking, but also in just 
um, doing. Yeah, which was great. <laughs> really helpful. I am so happy and proud. And yeah, I think like you've just literally took everything I told you and just run with it and just made your own success out of it. So how is the how is the brand photography going now? It's going pretty good. I mean, I kind of like my website and my Instagram, I'm kind of all over the place with photography. But I still do branding and I love it still. I actually just got partnered with a couple kind of really big companies um like away suitcases uh they're really great i'm part of lulu's it's like a clothing brand Mm -hmm. Um, and aloha protein bars they're vegan uh, gluten-free protein like plant-based protein i'm Mm -hmm. actually going to hawaii to take some production shots for that so i'm pretty excited Um, (laughs) yeah I mean, they're very small wins, but they're wins. Oh, my God. (laughs) Travel and photography. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, okay, well, as a brand photographer, can you share some tips of getting the most out of a brand photo shoot? From what I understand, you actually went more towards product brand 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 photography so how about you share some tips about that i might throw in some tips about photographing people shooting people my favorite thing to do so on three top tips of getting the most out of your product product brand photos what do people need to do how do they need to prepare for people who are starting um i know it's like so oversaid but it's so important um your success does not rely on your productivity. If you have two great product clients, that's amazing. You do those, those two jobs, you do it, you do it well, and that will grow. Um, I, you will hear a lot of no's. So I think in the beginning, yes, you have to work kind of for free. You gotta put your, your nose to the grind and practice in your living room. I still practice in my living room for product shoots. I still take pictures of products and I put them together in like sort of a a flyer and I send them to people. Um, I send them out to like owners and uh, businesses and people that I know and just being like, yo, uh, (laughs) yo, you want some pictures? (laughs) A professional way. And, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, we don't really need it. And other times people are like, yeah, actually, this is, yeah, this is great. So I think just practicing, it's much different than taking pictures of people with, or landscapes or travel, which was kind of like an exciting thing for me. I have taken a couple um, pictures, like branding uh, shoots with people. And that's mm-hmm. been actually really fun. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like you said, it's you get to know people's story. And I think with COVID, it was really hard to do that when you had to be so impersonal, um, being over online and Zoom. I love being in person person, so <laughs> that was a little bit of a struggle, which is probably why I went through to more like product shoots for the time being. But I would love to get back into more people shoots. I actually learned recently that people do virtual brand photo shoots. I was actually pretty mind blown. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my god like this is such a fascinating idea so apparently there is an app which you can download and through that app it allows you to connect with your client's phone 
which is in their place. And then, so they have it on some sort of tripod or mm-hmm. whatever they have it on, or maybe they have their partner holding it. And you direct them through that, uh, you know, through the lens. You see them just like we see each other now. And then you are actually in control of pressing, you know, like zooming in and out and like blurring the background and pressing the button. So you can actually take virtual photos. I think that would be some anti-travel idea. So it's, it's kind of like all the photography, regardless of whether I can travel or not. For you, obviously, it's much better uh, traveling. But I thought that's just like such an amazing idea. So like for me, I kind of um, sort of retired from shooting because I moved. So my business, my photography business was in the UK. And in 2019, I moved to Cyprus. So I was disconnected with my kind of audience that's where all my clientele was and I didn't really know that many people in here and also the company was growing we were expanding globally Uh, I was growing the team I actually didn't have time for shooting so I kind of decided in 2019 that temporarily I'm retiring so for now I'm retired as a photographer but when I heard that I was like oh my god I never actually had to retire you know Uh, (laughs) so yeah I like what do you think virtual brand photo shoots? Again, every time I talk to you, it's like you always teach me something new. It's amazing. Like, oh, I need, a, I need a research. I think as someone who likes to control every aspect of the photo shoot, I'm like, no, I want to hold the images. I want to like keep them and then edit them before the client sees them. But oh, no, no. And edit them. So oh. you are... <laughs> of pressing the buttons and zooming in and out mm. just you, you you obviously creative directing the client through you know through their mobile the only thing the camera needs to be static so I think it's actually a bit of a challenge because you have to work really hard around the static camera so the client you need to be moving the client within you know within the shot but you are completely in control of it and then the photos are being saved I think they're actually being saved in in your phone or in your app that is connecting to their phone. And then you edit them and then you send it to them. And the whole thing about it is like they being saved high quality. I'm totally making a sales pitch for that app that I forgot. (laughs) I will put the, I'll put the name in the comments later. I do have it. I do have it. I I downloaded it. I will send it to you as well if you want to try it out. Oh my God, yes. With brand photo shoots during the pandemic. And, you know, you never know, like, with the pandemic, like, it's kind of in and out, like, it's going away and it's coming back. Like, we don't actually know how long we're going to be in it. So virtual photo shoots might be, you know, the, the, next, the next kind of hot thing. Honestly, to- I think that's amazing. I, like, as someone who hates technology and is really bad at it, I'm also like, oh. Fascinated. <laughs> super fascinated. Yeah, no, that sounds really great. Also really safe in case, you know, we do have more sort of global health things that happen. Um, And also it saves a whole bunch of travel time. (laughs) Like a lot of expense can be cut. Um, But then you don't get to travel. I guess, yeah, like, yeah, I think 
I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, like somewhere in two minds about it. I love the idea because I think it's fascinating. I think the person who invented that app, I think that's just brilliant. And it really, you know, allowed a lot of people to have photos at the times when we were all stuck at home. Um, I only learned about it because a friend of mine uh, back in Bristol uh, had a photo shoot like this. And then I kind of tracked it down back to the person she did it with. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I, like, I, you know, I never thought about that. Um, I th actually, I think um, one of my favorite boudoir photographers, Carly Someplace, she was doing sort of those remote sort of shoots for her clients. And I sort of saw it, but I didn't really understand it. So now that you're telling me about this, I'm like, oh my gosh. I didn't different old virtual brand photo shoots and then people are already writing blogs about it because I was like, how does she do this? <laughs> I want to know <laughs> because my team, so they're based in different countries and some of them mm -hmm. need, uh, you know, headshots for the website and we have some bad pictures on, on, you know, on our website right now. And I'm like, well, I could take your photo, but like you are not here. And then I heard about this and I was like, oh my God, this is just such a, you know, such a great solution to do that. So I think, you know, as a temporary solution is great. I don't think kind of like, I think still, you know, photography, the magic of photography is really being there and it's really connecting with your client or, you know, with, with the person that you're photographing through the lens. And that's really where the magic happens. But I think as a temporary solution for the world we are living in today, uh, or to save, you know, cost, if you want to have your favorite photographer, Rachel, shooting your shoot, but you can't afford to fly her over, I think that might be a really, you know, really nice thing to do. Okay, so next question. So if you get a photo shoot booking, uh, let's say for your product, uh, product brand photos, what are the kind of things that people need to do ahead of the shoot? Like, like from, you know, like say there is some business owners with product, a business is listening to you. How would you tell them that they need to prepare for their photo shoots? What, what, what do you suggest? Uh, really depends on kind of the scope of the photo shoot. Um, it, am I on location? Am I in a studio? Uh, do I have to travel there? Um, what kind of products it is? Am I going to include models? Uh, does the models in hair and makeup? Like, what about their outfits and mm -hmm. all of that? It's um, all of these details kind of come up during the initial consultation with me. Um, just because I know my limits because I'm a one woman show. I don't yet have a team. Um, and I try to be a, as real as possible with expectations in mm -hmm. the beginning. I think a lot of times people try to oversell what they can do. Yeah. And then they kill themselves trying to, you know, do everything that they said they were going to do. And then it's not as good as the client thinks it's going to be. And that's just bad business. Mm -hmm. um, what I always try to do is promise something and then exceed those expectations. So managing expectations in the beginning is really important. Uh, kind of like what I did with you guys with the questionnaire. Um, I kind of go through that through a, a Zoom meeting just because of COVID. And that really gives me an idea and sense of that person's products, what they're looking for, and if really I'm a good fit. Okay. So do you give people any tips and suggestions for how to prepare to the photo shoot? Uh, you know, anything to do with, uh, you know, preparations, what to bring, 
what to wear how do you what to wear is like the, one of the biggest questions in every single photo shoot i have not only branding but boudoir portrait work um locations everything everyone's like i don't know what to wear and i'm like oh i got you girl i <laughs> girl as in most of my clients are females um and that's been a really fun part because i think a lot of women right now are realizing like oh i kind of want to envision myself as this person. I'm like, great, we can make that happen. And we kind of discuss colors and kind of what fits them right. I kind of give them sort of a, uh, how to dress your body shape. I like, obviously everyone shaped differently and it's really important that the clients with those expectations realizes what would look the best on them. Mm -hmm. uh, what would look best color wise in these settings? or what would look best color-wise that would fit their brands or, you know, the look that they want. Mm -hmm. So that's been really exciting. And I also learned that from you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, so in my old days as a photographer, I'm uh, totally feeling very old right now. <laughs> uh, I, I produced, uh, I don't know if you've done the same, like a photo shoot style guide. Um, I used to actually collaborate with stylists quite a lot. So I had a few stylists that uh, a lot of the times our clients would book uh, for the photo shoots. But also for those who didn't, because obviously not everyone has a budget for a stylist, I would say you kind of have to almost double your budget and also depends uh you know, how, like if you actually have to buy clothes. So yeah, if there is any business owners listening who uh, fancy kind of a little bit of free advice on how to prepare for a brand photo shoot. Um, so yeah, there's two ways. One way is yeah, kind of creating that uh, photo shoot guide. So in my guide, I had uh, advice on the kind of different types of outfits. Obviously you want to show yourself as a multi kind of uh, multi-faced uh, person. So you want to show a little bit of your personality, you want to show a bit of your lifestyle and you want to also show yourself in a bit more of a formal way so that during the photo shoot, uh, the images that are created, you can use them for sort of uh, public speaking and LinkedIn and a website, but there can also be images of lifestyle kind of sitting casually behind uh, the laptop and uh, working and also um, outfits that really kind of bring to life person's personality. So I would have something like this in the in the photo shoot guide. There would be obviously body shapes, they would be colors, but there would be also things about kind of how to care for your hair. And obviously uh, one of my tips was like, always do your nails in the brand colors because this is how you can bring your brand colors to the photo shoot. There was also a section on uh, jewelry, obviously jewelry, you know, like really um, enhances the images. Um, yeah, and not drinking. I remember that, uh, yeah, uh, our, our photo shoot guides would always have a section on, you know, remember getting, uh, getting a beauty sleep and not drinking the day before a shoot, having a good breakfast in the morning and this kind of uh, things. So yeah, I think outfits is a, is a big part. I think uh, another big part really is the locations. Uh, a lot of the time when uh, 
kind of planning brand photo shoot. Some people would just completely not think about locations. A lot of people, maybe early in the days, I think now it's changed because brand photo shoots really went mainstream. When I was starting, I think there was only really a couple of people in the UK doing that. So it was very new. People really didn't know how to prepare. And I always said, you know, we really have to scout locations, really think about locations because location is everything. What you have behind you really also going to be giving a visual clue and visual message about who you are and what kind of places you're going to. So if you want to have a high kind of high end brand, then you have to be photographed in a high end hotel. Is that something that you also discuss with your clients? Yeah, I because of COVID and because I love, location shooting i'm always pushing people to be like okay so what's a cool place <laughs> i want to like know where like what speaks to you um kind of like your favorite coffee shop although with covid they're typically closed um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been kind of a a struggle but a fun struggle to mm-hmm. figure out where to shoot um i've doing a lot of lavender um bookings mm. this summer and i get a lot of inquiries about, oh, I'm coming to Oregon this time. Can we do, can we shoot with you? I'm like, ah! <laughs> it's not always not always the case where people's travels line up with the seasons um, for blooms. And you know, this past year we had a lot of really cold weather that was mm-hmm. unusual, and it's actually pushed the blooms a couple weeks. So it, it's um it's a a fun sort of discussion. I think when, as a photographer, you know, like as you're starting to speak with your client, they're like, oh, I don't really think about that. Oh, that's a good idea. Like, oh, I would love to shoot there. That that really speaks to me and my brand. Um, and that's that's a fun moment to have with your client, that, that whole experience of really helping them get to this point that they have a part of. It's not just hiring you to, you know, make them look pretty. It's really hiring you to help them, you know, create this content that they want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the kind of coolest place or concept that you shot? So like either, you know, a a vision that your client had or maybe just like a cool place that they took you to. So actually yesterday and the day before this whole weekend, I've been shooting for this one local florist and she had this idea. don't know how much I can say, but just a for Mother's Day and this coming season for flowers for her, um, with the changes that COVID has happened has made in the floral industry, she had this idea. And even though it was studio work, I was like, "This is very exciting. This is so creative." It had to do with the four elements, and we had beautiful women coming in and we, these amazing flower crowns. And wow. it was just a lot of fun. The The female energy was just really infectious um, to me. And that was really exciting to do. And I cannot wait for, to get to all those images and to really edit through them. I think I took like over 3000. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to edit all of them. Don't do that to yourself. Any photographer who wants to make a business out of photography, do not edit every image. <laughs> That's another piece of advice. Don't edit everything. Take as many pictures as you can, but don't edit everything. Yeah. And don't send everything to the client because I did that in the beginning. You know, you're like, oh, I don't know if they'll like this one or this one. Like, I'll send them both. 
don't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, just on this one. So if any new photographers are listening, um, yeah, it's always good to shoot more than you need to, but it's always good to cool down the photos once or twice at least, and then only send the good ones. Uh, obviously, there is, you know, a little bit of um, difficulty with that because obviously clients are very precious about their images being deleted. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, sometimes people would be like, oh, but did you send me all of them? Will you send me all of them? What I used to do, I would always said, say to them, I will send you all the good ones. <laughs> I'll send you all the good ones because, and then, you know, you kind of have to explain um, you know, there's a lot of photos that will be kind of with a movement or with shut eyes or with bad expressions. You don't want to send those. So I will take those out so you don't have to look at any of the bad ones and then I'll send you all the good ones. No, I, I definitely do the same thing. I, I don't tell them. And my packages, I do have like a specific like range of numbers, which you helped me kind of create. <laughs> but <laughs> it's also... Um, I also tell people, I'm like, I know you don't need 600 images of yourself. <laughs> and I just tell them, I'm like, these are the best ones. And this is where you start with managing expectations right up front, um, where you, you do want to just let them know they're not, not going to get a photo dump. And also with my branding sort of shoots I tell them I get to help them kind of envision how to use them so they're not just given a bunch of photos and then I'm I'm facing out <laughs> like I, tr I try to be there for the clients afterwards to be like okay these are like great headshots these are great for like banners or these are like would be work really well with your Instagram um, that is so so good because actually yeah I think in um, in the US uh, there is this notion of actually sending people all the unedited proofs under uh, after the photo shoot to choose the ones that they want oh my god like i i only came across this because obviously we are branding and web agency sometimes we have clients sending us photos done by photographers in the us and then our clients would send a bunch of unedited photos saying, hey guys, can you help me choose? There is a, here is a 3000 photos of me. Which ones should I pick? And I was like, oh my God, what a lazy photographer, you know? <laughs> it's a photographer's job. <laughs> if there's any people listening here, business owners, it's your photographer's job to cool through the photos and to edit the photos before they send them to you for approval uh there's obviously different ways of selling photography my philosophy always was just give the clients all the good ones so my packages and the packages that we put together for you they are very generous in numbers because the worst thing you know like you're working with people and the worst thing to do is to sell a photo shoot for a small amount and then charge per picture and you show people the 3000 photos and not only they have to do the hard work of cooling and choosing then you'll charge them per image and then you know like with the budgets maybe people didn't budget uh you know that much for the photos and then you know they see those photos and then they have to stretch my philosophy has always been 
this is the full amount that you will pay and I will give you, I'll do everything you need. I will choose for you and then I'll give you everything you need because that way at the end, the client is actually happy in the end because they're getting all the good ones. You know, they pay for the experience. They don't have to worry. Oh, what if she does more pictures than I can afford to buy? Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? How, how are your packages working for you? Yeah, I would have to agree. They work pretty well, kind of keeping it all lumped together because, you know, giving people too many choices, it's, it, it gets overwhelming. I mean, they've already made the choice to hire you. So you need to take it and, you know, you need to step into that space. Um, I see one comment where <laughs> Eslack says, don't send us everything. We don't know what we like. <laughs> and that's true. Don't know what they're like. They need you to tell them what they like. Sometimes... Yeah. Our clients would send photos. Now, I don't do the photos. I actually, believe it or not, when I started my business, I used to do all the photography for all the people in my entire business. And like there was no visual website without my photos. It's not the case anymore. I think I would, uh, my, head would, my head would explode with the amount of clients that we currently have. But uh, oh God, I, I actually lost my thought. I forgot why I was saying it. <laughs> I think definitely Sarah's um, fault because she came and distracted me. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you, Sarah. That's very kind. Uh, definitely calling photos. It helps save you time. And even though you might be charging a premium price for your photos, that just means you value your work. You are skilled enough that, you know, anyone with a camera can probably take pictures, but they're not going to take the same pictures you are. I'm not going to be able to edit the same way you are. And that's what people, what people are paying you for. Not just the wonderful experience and mentorship and sort of, um, sort of aid in creating their brand identity, but really the final product. And if you're just, you know, throwing mud against the wall, hoping something sticks, that kind of dilutes your own brand. And it just, it wears you out. I knew for me because i was in the beginning just like sending everything editing everything and within a couple of weeks i was so burnt out i was ready to like throw in the towel be like i am not being paid anything i don't like it i am over this <laughs> yeah. so i was like wait a second i'm just taking on too much work i'm not yeah. valuing my time and you know and also yeah. you know doing the best service to your clients who actually yeah. need you to choose for them i now remember where I, where I was going with my story. So sometimes, you know, like some people have body confidence issues. So they just, you know, they see themselves in a picture and they don't like themselves in a picture. And it's almost like they need you to tell them what to like. And this is also part of your job as a photographer. A lot of the time for me, it was really telling people what to like. So sometimes a good thing to do when you're sending your photos is to actually tell them which ones are your favorite, which ones you like most, because people don't know. A lot of business owners, they would be doing this for the first time in their life. So they're terrified. They are terrified. And they also becoming the new person, you know, you try with your camera, you're transforming them into that new person. There's new business. And then there's, you know, all these body confidence issues floating in the air. Oh my God, it's, you know, it's a horrible experience for, for some people. So, really like they rely on you to tell them which photos are best so seriously sending people 3000 photos is like well 
she doesn't know which ones which ones are best so how do i know so yeah part, part of kind of my job it was pointing out and saying look you have a lovely smile in this photo or like look how you know how like you know like this pose is amazing or like there's this amazing lighting in this one is going to be working so well for your you know for your homepage or for wherever they were using it so i'm so glad to hear that you're doing that like you know going one step further and just like really offering complete full experience from you know from the planning through the shooting to editing and then actually advisory because i think this is what will really help you stand out especially you know in that in that place where people are just sending a bunch of unedited photos for for clients to choose from i think yeah your your approach is amazing and i think you will be super successful with it as you know as you're building up your business Wow, that was a lot about photography. Let's <laughs> just ask you a couple of questions. I think we've been on for one hour now, so uh, I will start slowly wrapping up. Uh, okay, but I answer short. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm loving the conversation. I I think yeah, I, like I just love talking about photography. Like you are actually making me want to to go back to shooting. Well, um, you're so amazing, Anna. I'm like really sad that you stopped. <laughs> Well, I always said that I retired temporarily. I just don't know when I'm unretiring. Maybe this year, maybe after COVID. I might wait, you know, I might wait for after COVID. Now it's actually a difficult time. So maybe I've just given myself a break at the right time, you know? <laughs> I mean, you could get into the, that app, um, that remote sort of photography. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try that out. I will, I will try that out with my team. I know that uh, Sarah is uh, very, very eager to have some of her photos done, so I might, I might try it out with her next week. So let me just ask you a couple of questions about your website. So uh, what was your number one goal that you wanted us to achieve when creating your brand and creating your website? And did we achieve it? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> I think I was just, I was stuck on the technical side of how to build it. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys definitely helped me with that, Inka. She was phenomenal. Like, on the Zoom calls, I, I just had an expert call with you guys to go over some things because I was like, I'm just going to you know, <laughs> <laughs> ask her again. Um, yeah, you've been here last week. Yeah, you've yeah, been back. Was so great. And I was just like, this is so like, amazing. She's, she's just so pro at building it and making it look beautiful. Um, she's like, she really knows everything down to like font sizes I'm like oh I would never have even thought <laughs> so that all the fonts from all the clients website and I think we've worked with more than 500 people by now since Inca joined so I don't know how she remembers that but it's really incredible yeah she is really amazing shout out to our amazing Inca who has built uh, all the beautiful websites for our clients including uh, including uh, Rachel's one yeah and then I think my biggest problem was um how to write copy and like put myself into words because as a visual person, I'm like, I'm, I suck at writing. Um, <laughs> English was my third language. And so writing things of what's in my head is like, it takes a while. And I knew I wanted to get things up and running fast. And you guys, like with Sarah's help with copy and just going through all of you guys talking it through, it really helps me solidify things. I've since changed it but it was a great starting point it was a great way to just like put my best like a foot forward 
that I could feel proud of. And yeah. the last part was just setting up a shop and how to do that. I was like, oh, what, what are extensions? What does an extension mean? Like, I have to pay for shipping? What? Um, <laughs> that was just really helpful. But, yeah, <laughs> all of that. Yeah, yeah, with copy, yeah. I mean, I always tell people that, you know, the copy that we write or you write at the beginning will be very different one year in because when you're only just starting out and you haven't got a lot of experience working with clients, you don't really know what they want and you don't really know how you solve their problems. You know, your business is all about delighting your customers and solving their problems. But at the very beginning, you don't exactly know what is it that you do for them. Only when you start working with your clients. So for you, it's with your photography clients and they start kind of, you know, repeating the same things. Oh, I love this, Rachel. I love how you make me feel comfortable. Oh, I love how you do this. Oh, I love how you help me prepare. You can then go back and actually rewrite that copy in your customer's words. Because if there is, you know, few people repeating the same thing to you, that means this is actually what the market wants. So this is how you're finding out what your clients want and you can write that into your copy. At the beginning, you can't do it. So I'm really happy to hear that you have changed it since because your copy is something that is evolving. Your story is something that is evolving. You're about, you probably have to, you know, depending how fast you're kind of moving with your career trajectory, I would say every couple of years probably needs rewriting. Mm -hmm. I'm actually rewriting mine right now because my about page is still there from my photography time. <laughs> And obviously I have kind of transitioned so much in the last one year and a half. So I'm actually working through my own, define your brand process, defining kind of who I am and how kind of I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about my company in terms of the company copy. I would say we do a rewrite once a year towards mm -hmm. the end of the year. We kind of start to think about how we're going to be positioned uh, from January next year and we start kind of putting some ideas together seeing looking at trends seeing where you know where opportunities lie and what is hot in the market right now and this is where we're kind of pushing ourselves towards that's also when we're planning new products and services that we want to launch and then January we launch a new well not a new website we update our website and we kind of start fresh from the beginning I think that's really important because as a photographer, we're, we have the, in the beginning, I had this notion like, oh, people should just hire me based on my pretty photos, you yeah. know, and I think that's a really common misconception. Copy on a, like a business platform, it is so important. You don't have to, you know, reveal your deep, dark secrets, but share yourself. And that's kind of like what you said with branding. It's really let people get to know you, really connect with people. And that's who they hire. Um, obviously, they hire your photos are a testament to your skills, but they're really hiring into you. And the only way you can really do that, the only way you can connect with people and update them on kind of a regular basis is through copy. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Okay, brilliant. So one last question, so a couple more questions. Uh, what responses did you receive from your audience when your website finally went live? Everyone was like, wow, this looks so put together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, 
it was very beautiful to just look at, even from a non-photography or artist perspective. I think a lot of people were saying it was easy to navigate, which was great. Uh, there was a few hiccups here and there, but that was just, you know, normal first-time things. I mean, you can spend weeks staring at something, and then the moment you release it, you're like, oh, there's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just part, you know, it's just part of the creative process. Um, brilliant. I'm so happy to hear that. Okay, so uh, some final questions. What are your future plans for your business? What are you launching next? Uh, any exciting travel plans? Well, yes, to all of that. Um, <laughs> I'm just getting more into commercial sh product shoots just because I I want to learn a little bit more about it. It's uh, it's exciting and it gets me out and traveling a little bit. Mm -hmm. My business-wise, I am going to be working a lot this year on kind of bringing business into photography. So a lot of photographers are like, I don't know how to make money. And, you know, I try to learn from other photographers sometimes like you, but you also have this business aspect going on in your business. And a lot of photographers really, they're just like, oh, I just worked really hard for like 10 years. Yeah. And I'm like... I'm proof that you don't have to work hard for 10 years. You work hard. Absolutely. It's on you. You have to work hard. You have to make mistakes. You have to. You have, have, to, to charge you have to charge for your beautiful pictures and amazing yeah. skills that you spend a lot of time mastering. Yes. So with my business, I'm also going to be incorporating with, I'm working with elite CEOs to kind of create some sort of one-on-one -on -one slash partly automated coaching hmm. for people to get into photography as a business and not okay. just as an artist, which is cool. actually a really exciting project for me. I think that's something that the industry needs. It doesn't need another tutorial on how to sky replace because there's some amazing ones out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think something more practical where it's not in the art artist realm per se and not in their forte but something that can help them. So that's kind of where my business. Brilliant. When is that launching? What? When is that launching? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's soon, this year. I'm okay. still working on it. It's still in sort of infancy stage, but I'm, I am excited about it. It's a, it's a fun project. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I really look forward to seeing that launch and I hope that will work really well for you. So, okay. Now it really is the last question. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention where I'm traveling. Okay. So right. Next week I'm going to a photography conference in Utah and then mm -hmm. I will be actually seeing family for the first time in like two years. Um, because of COVID and we finally all have been vaccinated. So I'm able to go see them, which That's is really, and then next month I'll be going to Hawaii. And That's then over the summer after working, I am hoping to get to the Middle East. So Uzbekistan, Azerbaijan, places like that, as well as getting over to Bhutan. Oh Just my God. Well, if you're around here, I hope you're passing by Cyprus uh, because I'll really meet you. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. Obviously, everything is uh, still up in the air. So, yeah. fingers crossed. Okay. So, last, last, last question. 
in your opinion, what makes a brilliant brand? Help. I think everyone can have confidence, have a story, but like what I did with you guys, you, I asked for help and I, I needed it. I, I knew I could do it eventually. I could get to these answers and get to a website and get to, you know, branding or, you know, contracts or packages, but asking for help was probably like one of the smartest decisions. Hiring you guys, paying, like investing in myself essentially through you guys was the best thing I, I did probably last year. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for being on our show, IGTV, Extraordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. So this was Rachel. Rachel, tell us where we can find you online. I think I actually skipped through that very important question. What is your website link and what is your Instagram link? And then we're going to finish with a quote. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Lydia. Thank you again for this. This has been really great just to be able to share and to see you again. Um, it's, it's been really wonderful. I am the traveling elf on Instagram. I was, I was a teenager when that happened, but I'm also very short. So it's just been something that's, that's fit me. Um, and I love traveling, obviously. My website is raise, R-A-Y-S, dot photography. So there's no dot com. I, raise photography was already taken. So I decided to be a little bit different. Um, you can check it out. I, I would love to know people's opinions on it. I think it's great. <laughs> and I'm also starting to live uh, this year, building a van and converting it into a mobile house. So I'm also the traveling van. Wow, you are really the traveling self. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And well, thank you so much, Rachel. So I will finish with a quote. It will be a quote that I prepared. I'm not expecting you to uh, come up with a quote. <laughs> I saw your eyes. Also. That's not what I. <laughs> so it will be the quote on Robbins, and he says, "There is a powerful driving force inside every human being that once unleashed." can make any vision, dream, or desire a reality. And Rachel here, she definitely made her dream a vision and vision a reality by becoming a photographer. So if you guys have an idea, a passion, or a dream, and you don't know where to start, just reach out to us at visible.co. We are here to help. And if you need some amazing photos done, uh, either virtually or um, you maybe want to um, fly Rachel towards your way, then you've heard the link. We'll, we'll include the link in the description of the show. Rachel is doing amazing, amazing photos. And I totally, totally recommend her. And if you need a website, come back to us. And we can work hand by hand to really bring your dream vision to life through photography, branding, and web design. Thank you so much, Rachel, for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And yeah, I wish you all the success with all the ventures and all the exciting ideas that you have going on right now. Great. Thank you so much, Leah. It's been great. Thank you so much. Bye.